welcome to Courtney Turner Podcast. We are here at the Healing for Ages for the Ages conference in Dallas, Texas, and I'm here with one of my favorite people, Dr. Lee Merritt. How are you doing today? Hey, good, good. Great conference. Right? So I wanted to talk to you about a lot of what Dr. Artis has been talking about is this snake venom. He came on my show like two days before this conference and laid out all the stuff with the plasmids and these like synthetic parasites and how they're injecting all this snake venom. And I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. And it's all honestly a little bit overwhelming and confusing for me. It, it, so. Well, it's confusing to everybody. And <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm, I've come over to his idea of the snake venom being weaponized. Right. I, I can see this happening. And, the, and to me, the most disturbing part, and I think that the part that, and I wouldn't say disturbing, and I'll tell you why, but I, I, the mm -hmm. part that I, I can believe the most mm -hmm. is that they're using the snake venom, plasma, this whole thing with plasmid technology, which that I believe they have, the mm -hmm. gene gun. This is what Purnima Wog talks about, that they can't do precise genetic engineering the way that with CRISPR and with stuff we're talking about, right. that that isn't really perfected. What they've done is, what they still use is gene gun for making GMO foods and things. And that's with plasmids. And we've been able to do that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think DNA works like they, they're they trying to convince us it does, that they can just replace a few GCTAs and then suddenly you're a different person. So I think it's about these plasmids that he's talking about. And what they're saying is that these things will get into your gut bacteria and then make them more toxic to you. That it will, right. it will make them more available for bad things to happen and, and, and can be taken over essentially by these guys. Well, that, may, that rings true to me. I think that would be, and it would also fit the Babylonian uh, ethic that if I don't kill you directly, I'm not guilty. You know, it's right, like, right. like I'll, it's I didn't not me. do it. It's yeah. not me. It's your gut bacteria that did it. You know, uh, I think that's probably true. But here's the thing with this whole deal. And, I, and I'll just say, it's not just that point. It's, it's when you put I'm just a little cautious about making our belief about what's going on all on the basis of reading the medical and scientific literature, yeah. specifically uh, either one. Because I think what we've learned is if you, it, we've learned that the scientific literature can really be perverted. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the Surgis, Surgitel or Surgicil, Surgitel, I think was the name of the company that they claimed put out this database mm -hmm. that showed that hydroxychloroquine didn't work. And then when they drilled down on it, there wasn't even a database. It wasn't that they jigged the numbers. There was no database. So it was run by a, a, a porn star, I guess, and a, and a science fiction writer. It was like, it was really, it was like a cardboard cutout shop you know, pop shop, like a, like a, like a fly by night, uh, Medicare scam place. It was like, it wasn't even a real business. Right. So they couldn't produce any data set. That's the, that's the most, one of the more shocking pieces of, of fake science I've ever read. But beyond that, we already know that Merck has been caught publishing their own peer reviewed journal, right? They published their own journal so they could put their own papers in to sell you their pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Well, if you'd do that, why couldn't you? run it as an intelligence program. Okay, right. see, why couldn't you do that? And in favor of that, let me just point this out. After World War II, I think it was, uh, I don't think we talked about this before on no, another podcast, but so. after World War II, it was the grandson of Charles Darwin's, like Charles Darwin III, and Alexander Fleming, who discovered penicillin. Mm -hmm. They got together Alexander and- Alexander Fleming or Ian Fleming? No, Ian no? Fleming's the, the, the MI, the, yeah, uh, the, the uh, okay. James Bond. Okay. Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. But anyway, got it. they okay. got together and they went to the British government and they said, hey, you know, looking at what happened in World War II, we need to improve medical scientific publishing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
MI, so, so the British government was all in favor of that, and they didn't really, so they went to Germany, I guess Springer or Verlog or something, one of the, one of the big companies over there, and they combined Buttersworth, which was the biggest publishing house of scientific stuff at that time, with this other, made this big conglomerate. But here's the thing, it wasn't hard for them to get this done, guess why? Because the scientific biggest publishing house of the world at the time, from England, Buttersworth, was owned by MI6. That's like our CIA owning right. owning uh, JAMA. Wow. You know, I mean, who knew that? Oh, it gets better. So then when they wanted to put these publishing houses together and merge them, they needed to get a new editor-in-chief. And guess who they hired? I'm not making this up. Robert Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. Father. Yes, exactly. What? Exactly. In fact, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I did a, I, I was joking with Cliff High and I said, if, I, I'm going to show you my Venn diagram, because you're always doing Venn yeah. diagrams. I'm going to show you my Venn diagram. I'm going to take two completely looking unrelated things and I'm going to relate them. Disneyland and British scientific publishing. And it, oh, no, they're related. Yeah. And it only takes like two or three jumps because now we got Ghislaine Maxwell, son of Robert Maxwell, and she has ships that are docking at the Disneyland, or they've got do Disneyland ships docking at her island, and, and she's involved with Jeffrey Epstein, and, and it's all this pedophile stuff running through Disneyland, but the other one that's great is that Iger, the CEO of Disneyland, I think he's still the CEO of Disney, he named his son Robert Maxwell Iger because they're best buddies. No way. So you can't make this up. But anyway, it appears to me that the intelligence services are I'm very sure. heavily invested. I, sorry, I just want to add on Disney. I'm pretty sure that Disney uh, actually had some sort of a contract with the, the CIA that they gave them. Like I can, I can believe that. Now that would yeah. be that'd be another. But we, you know, we can get there even without that. So that's sure. now rings within rings within no. rings. But the intelligence services are all one. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're running the world. The and, they're, eyes, and they're yeah. and yeah, and they're going to put. If if I were wanting to everything they do and I, and I had this on I, I have this from a military intelligence person basically everything that they do the, the, the warfare that we're in they always do this while they're actually doing this yeah. they wave right. their hand over here they're actually picking the their pocket trick, the other yeah. side so they're always distracting you while they're doing something else so yeah. let's say I wanted to distract us from from being murdered by cellular wavelength technologies Okay, right. what would I do? Well, I might convince you it's, and get everybody involved in all this CRISPR genetic manipulation, all that stuff. And I could publish so many papers so easily to pr right. produce this stuff to make you believe it. Right. I'm not saying they're not right, but I think we have to be cautious and understand that we're living in a matrix, or I like to think of it as the Truman Show. We're really living in the Truman Show. <laughs> and, and it looks, it, because in the Truman Show, if you think, it's a great metaphor for what we're in. Mm -hmm. Science things can look internally consistent, mm -hmm. whether we're talking about the viral paradigm or lots of different things. They can make it sound internally consistent right. until you take a step back and you say, wait a minute, now I'm outside the Truman Show. That doesn't make, that's just silly. Right. Well, let's look at uh, uh, the, the genetic stuff about these viruses, okay? So they told us, they told us that they, they made the PCR test to a small protein on the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2. Right. Now, they can't isolate SARS-CoV-2. Let's right. just face that. And they can't, so then they can't really isolate a spike protein. But let's for a minute pretend they could, even if they can do that. Right. 16 bases, okay? This is a tiny thing like this. It, I mean, it's, not even, it's not even that big. I mean, this is just, I'm just making a, 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 a right, fake right. comparison. But your genome, this is how much bases they're going to put on those swabs that they're going to stick in your nose where you have 
fruit flies fly up occasionally, and you've got other biologic <laughs> material in there, and you've got all sorts of genetic. It's just a sludge pot, you know. Right. It's the idea. It filters out the crap so that it doesn't get into your into your lungs, right? right. So yours, the nose is not a clean spot. So you're going to take a little swab stick with these little short, short genetic sequence on, stick it up your nose, wave it about in the air like they were in the pub, in the in the uh, the parking lot doing those tests, and then put it in a machine and tell me whether I have a virus. But here's the point: my genome, my genetic sequences. I have 3.4 billion. So instead of this, my genetic sequence goes from here to Tokyo, and they're going to tell me that they can stick this thing up my nose and know that I have a virus. And then, oh, and by the way, when I was in medical school in the 70s, they told us that viral genetics yeah. were embedded in our genetics. So not only are they testing against a 3.4 billion genetic sequence, they're testing against one that's got mixed stuff in there from viruses. According to them, interesting. So you see, it just can't. Again, it makes. They can tell you all this stuff. Oh, look at here's GCTA, and we did this, and we moved this, and we there's CRISPR, and there's all this stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't. It, you take your step out, and you say, they just can't. It doesn't make sense what they're telling right. us. You know. So that's why I think there's a problem, and I I really suspect. Let me tell you. Yeah. Were you following? Did you see the murder? You're not. Are you in? You're not in North Carolina, so no. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But North Carolina, uh -huh. yeah. You're you're out on at least that's you're closer <laughs> than I am. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. So. But anyway, in North Carolina, they had that so-called shooting event on the campus right. at UNC Chapel Hill, UNC Chapel Hill. Well, some. So I kind of it 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 struck my attention because I saw the Bloomberg report that it was a mostly white Asian guy that was the perpetrator. I thought, oh, yeah. yeah who, whoever I, we, describes... We did see that, did yeah. you see that? It's whoever mostly describes white. mostly white Asian Well, whoever, they're white adjacent, so... Yeah. No, so yeah. But whoever describes anybody like that, especially in this politically correct environment, so I thought, that's pretty funny. Uh -huh. Then I get a text of friend, from a friend of mine from New York, and she says, have you looked at the victim? And I said, mm -hmm. no, I was just looking at the mostly white Asian guy. <laughs> right, right. And she said, you need to go look at the victim. So okay. I looked up the victim. Okay. Okay. Both of these guys were from Hubei province in China. That's where Wuhan is. Both of them right. studied at the Wuhan Institute of Technology. Oh. Uh, in, in Wuhan, in, in, or Wu, I think it was the Wuhan Institute of Technology. And they both are physics, applied physics, PhD kind of guys. So there's, so the, the, the guy that was murdered was the, Professor. He was a junior, like an associate professor, very junior professor on okay. the on the college staff. The victim was his graduate student, so he didn't yet he not did not yet have his PhD. He was working right. under him. They published papers together. Okay. They knew each other for quite a while. I think they were together maybe at the University of Chicago or wherever they were before the professor moved to UNC. Okay. So, but then I looked at. And I decided, well, what? why is she telling me to look at this guy? So right. I started looking. I mean, first of all, it's interesting. They're both from the Wuhan. Right, but sure. the next thing is I looked at the papers that this guy had published. And what is he talking about? He is talking about using wavelength and frequency to impact the structure of nanoparticles. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is what we're talking about with these these nanoparticulate mm -hmm. stuff that this they put the in this. This is the research Charles Lieber did as well. Right. Which is also with the Wuhan Technology right. University. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's he was the Wuhan Institute of Nanotechnology or something. And yeah. he was the guy who really, you know, for, for, for decades, DARPA and China both wanted 
to connect the brain to electronic devices. And they did it through Charles Lieber's work on genetically engineered smart hydrogel, or maybe his wasn't that, it was called something else. But anyway, it was silver impregnated hydrogel. And the RFBI covered for him when they indicted him for doing these things, and they claimed he they didn't know about it. It was all his cover-up. But mm -hmm. my, my point is, so here's a guy who's, who's I guess, now terminally ill. I heard he was uh, had some cancer. I don't know if oh, that's true. But anyway, there's Charles. They said that about Charles, too. Yeah, so there's Charles Lieber. And then there's this guy that got murdered at UNC. Okay. To me, it, you know, here's a guy that might have the... It, he was talking about doing nano, and I, it, this is very complicated physics stuff, and so I'm not going to pretend I completely understand it. But he was, I, I started reading through his papers, and this has to do, he's the guy that invented, um, what do they call them? They're like nano tweezers or optical tweezers. And they, it's not really anything like tweezers, but it's something that you can manipulate nanoparticles using light, okay? okay. Including little silver rods and little different things, and he showed all this. Well, he's optogenetics he's, is that well optogenetics is a little bit different. But what I'm saying okay. is his research pre would would precede some of that. In other words, uh, in other words, there's okay. a, there's a line of research that gets you to where they might be today, right. where they can they can put self organizing or wavelength induced organizing nanotech arrays of, of nanoparticles that can act like a microphone or a receiver in your body. And what he showed is how to assemble this in, in solution. Okay, they hadn't done that before, apparently. And he showed how it could be done. Because if you're going to do it in the body, it's got to be done in a saline-type sure. solution or, right. you know, something, some gel or colloid. So he figured out a ways to do all this. He, he showed how you can have thin film and all sorts of different ways you can erase silver particles, all these different things. Sounds a lot like what Charles Lieber yeah. was doing. Sounds like, and and now he's dead. Now, if I it, this looks like one of those, you know, spy versus spy cutting the trail, so nobody can trace it back to the origin of the. Nobody's going to now look at this right. to follow back. They can't talk to him. They can't find out who talked to him initially about this work and who funded it. They're, they maybe can find some of the funding, but it's. it's it's a lot harder when you kill right. the guy that did it. Sure. And other people are less likely to talk. So right. I'm not, I don't think that's by accident. And I would suspect the guy that's been with him has been a, an observer, handler, somebody that the, 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 the Chinese paid to st stay on his shoulder so that he, if he started speaking to the wrong people, they'd, he'd get taken out. I can't prove any of that. It's right. just, this is, this is my suspicion that there's, there's, there's a move afoot to distract us from what's really going on, which is this. You don't kill people unless they're in the line of production of something you don't want anybody to know about. Right. And, and so there's all this going on, and then there's this whole issue of the stuff they don't care about. You know, mm -hmm. I got I got Chuck, I got demonetized from um, uh, Substack, not because, well, not when I talked about CRISPR, and not when I talked about all this stuff that they're talking about, not the right. venoms, but the, the genetic stuff. I, I believe that. Mm -hmm. I used to talk about that, and I, and I, nothing ever happened to me. The minute I talked about optogenetics, where you take wavelength and you influence nanoparticle and microparticle in, in, in the body, and for the purpose of controlling the brain and the, and right. the, and the heart, which we know they can do, yeah. then I got demonetized like boom. Demonetized. They took, they literally sent the money back to people. From from wow. from Substack, yeah, yeah. They say I mean, I'm the only person they know that happened to, but that's what that's I was talking crazy. about a long time ago. See, I was talking about this eight months, a year ago, 
and where nobody else was really talking right. about, because I'd stumbled across this work of Kaznachev, and I'm just saying, I think some of this could be a distraction. And that technology is not even, I mean, it sounds like it's been advanced quite a bit to the right. degree that I'm not very aware of, but that's not really all that new. I mean, Delgado during MK Ultra was doing these remote uh, brain interface uh, experiments using frequency. Right. No, it's been going yeah. on for a while, but yeah. it wasn't maybe so precise. Right, right. That's really the issue. I think that they think they've got, they, they literally can map the heart with this. They can cause not only an arrhythmia in general, they can, right. they they can, they can stimulate the heart so precisely that they can map it using this technology. And it has to do with, with hybridizing opsins from, from bacteria and mammals and then putting it into mice. They claim they've never done it in humans. They claim. They claim. They claim. <laughs> right. Well, I also want you to go through, we were talking about, you were telling me that with the, we know how corrupt these medical yeah. journals are, but you were telling me that they have like engineers signing off as doctors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, so that's interesting. So the other part is, you know, we'd like to think we could, we, we know we can't believe the medical journals, right. that they falsify stuff, but how about the basic science, you know? So a lot of what we're hearing, like, the, and, and what this, what, by the way, I'm going to say, what's great about this conference is mm -hmm. they're offering solutions yes. that are generally applicable, that you don't, it's interesting to go down some of this stuff, but really the, the solutions they're offering are generally applicable mm -hmm. no matter what's going on. Right. And that's the point I'm going to make is that I think the answer is we're not going to worry too much about diagnosis. We, we've mm -hmm. been in that. We've played that game where we've tried to say you can't have treatment unless you have a precise diagnosis. Right. Who said? Right. How about if we had five particular things that could cure everything in the human body? Right. You know, it's like it's like right now we have if I said we have a. a, a rheumatoid arthritis, we have throat cancer, mm -hmm. we have multiple sclerosis, and we have acne rosacea. Four, mm -hmm. four different diseases that are completely apparently unrelated, but they can all be treated with antiparasitic medication. Right. So what's that tell you? That we're not getting at root causes. We're looking yep. at all these. You know, we have a book now, the ICD-10 has 70,000 diagnostic codes, including crazy things like pecked by a chicken and then pecked by a chicken again. <laughs> That's a different diagnostic code. Wow. Or, or burned on flaming water water skis. That is actually a code. What? Now, but nobody, see, and people would understand that, that there's clearly, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're burned on water skis or you're burned in your car, it doesn't matter. You're or burned. Or on silk, it's, it's still have a scar. Yeah. yeah, it's flames, right? So yeah. so we understand that one. But when you to give it fancy names like lupus erythematosus and, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, they make right. you think those are two different things, but they're not. Mm -hmm. It turns out they're going to be the same thing with the same root cause, but we we're not getting at root causes. So I love this. This, this place is looking at, if you think there are only a few root causes, then let's treat those. And right. it doesn't really matter all this stuff. But I don't want people to live in fear about this because I think a lot of this stuff is going to turn out to either be nonsense or it's something we can easily take care of. Okay. Usually when there's a problem, God supplies a solution. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. So in this situation, though, one of the ways I think they're obscuring the fact is I think that we, we know provably that the medical leader, li literature is corrupt. How about the scientific literature? Well, you know, as I said, since we know the intelligence services own it, how hard would it be to just make up papers and put in journals well, and pay Dr. people James to sign Lindsay it? Well, did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, Lehman, studies, yeah. Right, and Lehman McHenry. So he showed that these, you know, when you see a paper that has a ton of, of authors, 
Yeah. Be suspicious. It used to be, you know, in the old days, you'd see a, a paper was published by one or two authors. That was it. Right. And then there started to be more names as it was publisher I mean, Paris and like people got names right. Almost. And now I've seen it with thirty names on there, on, on a paper that wasn't that big a deal. So you got to say, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that that it's hard. It, you know, it's kind of like you can't get hurt in a in a big game. That's a that's a liar's dice from the military joke. But but you can't get. You know, if you if you have thirty names on there, they're yeah. probably not going to go prosecute everybody for falsifying this paper that may right. not be all that built important itself but they do it over and over okay and i there was one time during covid i was speaking against the mask mandate and i was showing the science of masks yeah and i went out to the uh arm uh what is it called? Uh, Americans Frontline Doctors in, in D.C. And Simone Gold said, would you give us the mask talk? Right. So I went out there. But on the way out there, I was on the plane and I started looking up. Uh, I was I was traveling. and I started looking up. I decided here's a paper from New York City that's just obviously bullshit. I'll just say okay. it, it shows it, it has it has a it has a bell shaped curve of, uh-huh. of the of the COVID, of COVID deaths, right? Okay. And and on the at the upserve of the curve, it had no mask, and then it had one some other kind of mask. At the, oh, no, it was nothing. Uh, what was it? it was three different things anyway okay. and they were claiming i think it was no mask and it was um like a cl- uh, i think like a, a uh, one of those paper d- something something and then and then and then, and then uh, oh no it was distancing oh, okay it was di- it was nothing then it was social distancing and then it was masking okay. and they and they claimed that because the curve came down at the end Clearly, the masking had worked. Now, you, you know, this is just nonsense, nonsense, if you look at how science is. But what happened is, I decided, I'm going to look up these, are, these authors. And I started, you can now, on, the, on your computer, you can go and you can look up the authors, and, and you highlight their names, and it tells you who they are and what they are. Well, here's an epidemiology study from New York City. This is an epidemiology study about... What happened to people in certain circumstances? That's what they do. And one of the guys was from Caltech, and he was a chemical engineer. Now, what does he have to do with this? Right. Okay. And then I found what another you know chemical engineer. Yeah, then I had another chemical engineer from Texas that was involved in this. So I reported this yeah. at the meeting. I was speaking at DDP, at the Doctors for Disaster Preparedness, and I said... Here's obviously a fraudulent paper. Yeah. Said, nobody's calling them out on it. It's still in the science journal, but here it is. And this is, first of all, you guys are scientists. You'll know this is nonsense. The, the, the normal distribution bell-shaped curve, but they're claiming it was caused by this intervention, you know, that these three interventions, right. well, it's crazy. But I looked up these two authors and I just said, and these are chemical engineers from different places around the country, not New York. What are they doing authoring a paper on epidemiology of masks in, yeah. in, 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 in uh, New York? And, and Willie Soon, Dr. Soon, who's a, an astrophysicist, independent scientist from Harvard, he said, that main, the lead author, I didn't know his name, I didn't look him up, the lead author, I know him. He's a real, you know, political troll, basically. He was saying, he's a guy that really is just very, very, uses his position to push agendas. Wow. And so he knew him. He knew that that was going on. We didn't know the paper had been published, right, right. but when I showed it, he recognized it, and he said, you got to be careful, that guy, that guy just... Uh, and again, he wasn't an epidemiologist, he was something else. Right, well, some political activist, it sounds Yeah, like. well, and he was big into the climate change agenda, uh, so okay. this is like, 
Spain was a Hispanic name. But that's what's going on. And I think it wouldn't be hard when you realize that the intelligence services may own these these publications. Yeah, it wouldn't sense. be hard to um, you know put stuff in. I mean, I can tell you, I tried to publish a paper in March. Actually, in March of 2021. So this is when the earliest part, it might have been the first paper to be published on side effects of the vaccine okay. of bleeding. Okay, because okay. I, I looked up, I, there was a, a doctor that had died of thrombocytopenia within 14 days of taking the Pfizer vaccine. Young, healthy guy, in his early 50s, and he, he bled into his brain. It's so unusual. The whole clinical story is so unusual. It doesn't happen this way. It didn't happen this way before COVID and this vaccine. So I started looking at this, and I looked at all these different cases, and I sent it in for publication. It was a good paper, in my opinion. It was a good paper. And it would have shown the clear the clear red flag here on mm -hmm. bleeding, because when I look just under certain keywords in the VARES, I found all these, the pregnant women bleeding, the non-pregnant women bleeding from their uterus, the, the, the bleeding from the eyes. I saw bleeding from the eyes, bleeding I've in the brain, very those. common bleeding in the brain. Um, all sorts of stuff, and a couple and a, a number of cases of thrombocytopenia, like this doctor had. We just don't see this kind of stuff happen. Yeah. So it was a big red flag. And not only would they not publish it, they didn't really even consider it. It, it got sent in, and and within 30 nanoseconds, essentially, it came back no. So they didn't review. They couldn't have reviewed it that quick. It came back no. the first day. That, that's the yeah, first, that's it's not, like when uh, the politicians sign these bills that are thousands of pages long. You're like, right, there's no way. Looking. They got handed it like the night before. They didn't read it. <laughs> no, they didn't read it. And that's yeah. what this is. And and they, But they knew it wasn't something they wanted because it clearly wouldn't foster the agenda. Right. So I think, these, I think that it is possible in this Truman Show yeah. idea that we've been, that a whole reality of science has been created that sounds good, it's internally consistent, mm -hmm. it's just not what's happening. Right. In a lot of factors, like how oh. we get disease in general, what we think of as mm -hmm. like what's happening to us every day. What, you know, you don't need any germ to kill you with this electromagnetic frequency right. thing. How many people believe they can be killed by silent, invisible, tasteless uh, radiation, but you can't be killed by radiation of a different frequency called EMF. I mean, right. it's funny when you talk to people and they think, oh, that's just conspiracy nonsense. Right. No, it is physics. Okay? Right. This is the way, I, I know something about physics, and this is the way, this is the way radiation in x-rays kill you, and this is the way EMF kills you, and it's completely different. It's not, it's not the same mechanism, but it's, it's wavelength. I have to send you a video I saw, I mean, I don't, I can't verify it, but they were talking about how the military confirmed, uh, the 5G is killing people. Yeah. Well, you know, the military used 5G when I was called up for Desert Storm. They used it. They called them poppers. And it was a, it was a, um, what, what, there, there were many names that they used, but it was basically a, what's it called? When you want to clear a crowd, it's a denial of access. Uh, or at least making them sick. I DOA, know a denial, them, denial of access weapon. Okay. And, and, and I read, and years ago, I mean, I read some uh, articles about like some young Marines in the green zone in Baghdad or someplace, and they had accidentally gotten into this wave, this 5G mm -hmm. emission. Right. And it, they said it because 
it resonates with helical structures, so your hair follicles. Uh, so it would make it feel like your skin is just on fire. And he said, you can't stand in it. I mean, once you're in, that's why it works as a, as a dispersal. Get the crowd gone. Because right. you just, it is, you cannot stay in it. It looks it's like, like a big microwaving flat. them. Yeah, but it's not really a microwave because okay. microwaves are at a different frequency. Mm -hmm. See, this all is about frequency. You can bake people. So right. you can internally fry people, bake them. But if you want to not kill them, you can do this other wavelength that just makes them so miserable they have to get out of the, they the, the thing. They talked about something when they did one of the first protests in Australia. Yeah, no, that's another one. Yeah, okay, I think so different I think that's a, I think that's an, uh, that may be one of, it's something like this. Right. It used wavelength. Now, the, the options are you can do a denial of access thing, but mm -hmm. that doesn't leave burns on people. And right. they had burns. Oh, okay, yeah. so they could have had a, a, a closer to microwave type, type. thing, okay. or they could have been injected because so many Australians took the vaccine. It would be interesting to know, and I don't have this data, but the, to sort that out, what you would need to do, you know, I, I took care of the doctors that, that went to Japan years ago to do the Hiroshima bombing, and, mm -hmm. and I kind of learned how they did. I spent a lot of time talking to them and, and, and how they went around figuring out what was going on. So mm -hmm. you could, if you were seriously interested in what happened then, yeah. all you would have to do is find where people were, Right. And see if there's any pattern to the to the damage. Mm -hmm. See what the damage was, and then and then go from there. But we don't have that kind of data. Right. But but they had. I just saw people that had like lips that were swollen, like you would have a really bad sunburn. Right. Okay. So that could be just a that could be in a different. That's a different frequency than the five G is really just a. It's fifth generation. It just means that there's a a, a, a completely open wavelength now right. that you can all, all these wavelengths, including these ultra high frequencies and ultra low frequencies, right. which weren't allowed before. Right. It's a wider. Yeah. So it has the yeah. higher and all, lower everything's, ranges. Everything's on the table now. You can play with everything. You can hit us with everything. Yay! <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that charming? Goody goody. <laughs> um, so you were talking about the solutions, which right, so, I think yeah. So let's let's address some of that because uh, I think the information gets a little. But a lot of people have conflicting thoughts on what to do. Right, and right. And, I, and I, this is my point is that don't spend a ton of money on, on, on running around and trying to get 16,000 different things going. It's really easy. I mean, what people here are experiencing is what we experienced as medical students, where every time you hear about a new disease, you're sure you have it. it right. And every time you hear about a new treatment, you're sure you need it. Of course. And if you act that way, you're going to end up with 15,000 pot pill bottles. And yes. I've been there, okay? Yeah. And I'm telling you, you don't want to get there. You're no. gonna, it's like the trouble with tribbles. You're going to get all the things filled up with all these pill bottles. So here's, here's what I think you need to realize. I think that in my, and, and maybe somebody can expand this, but for mm -hmm. my things, there's been basically five five characteristics, the five things you need to do. The, the first one is a spiritual one, because if you're depressed, mm -hmm. if you don't have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, if you don't believe in a, in a higher calling than just your own little existence right now, right. you're going to have a harder time getting through this. So sure. I, I say connecting with, with the Creator and, and, and having purpose is extremely important. Huge. Second thing and is... And there is scientific evidence to substantiate that, right. by the way. It, yeah, depression... They, yeah, yeah, you can purpose make, is yeah, huge. Purpose is huge. The second thing is you have to, we all have parasites and they, they lied to us about parasites. Let's treat our parasites, get rid of the parasites so they can't weaponize those. Right. Okay. And the third thing is uh, don't poison yourself anymore. Now, what, what they call, it sounds obvious, we shouldn't poison ourselves, but we spend all our day taking in poisons. Right. Some of it is hard to avoid, but some of it's easy to avoid. If right. you're eating, um, 
uh, you know, sugar pop cereal for breakfast, you're being poisoned. Just don't right. do that. This is not natural. If God made it, you can eat it. If man made it, don't eat it. It's a simple concept there. And I'm going to tell you, the GMO foods, uh, Dr. Blaylock actually just came out with a 24-page. He's selling his as a come on for his his. Uh, his uh, publication that he puts out every week. I think I'm going to read up because it sounds like a good book to have about okay. how to how to deal with the GMO food problem because yeah. the GMO foods, at first I used to not think much that was an issue, but it's a huge issue huge and it radiates down generations. So if you're a young woman and you're 20 years old and you eat GMO food, it may not just damage you, it may damage your grand granddaughter. Wow. So this is a big thing. That was something I was really concerned right. about. We don't have a whole lot of information on that. Right, we don't. But uh, I think later Locks got a good good thing. I'm, I'll get it and let you know. Okay. About it. But the but the but the, so we get toxified and we're getting chemtrailed. We're getting water toxins. Um, we're hearing about all this, this stuff. This this snake venom. It is what if this is true? What they're talking about. It's easy to put it in water supplies, sure. not necessarily municipal, but in your bottled water. Right. I don't drink bottled water anymore. I'll take my chance with city water before bottled water. It turns out city water has more. Um, regulations and more more standards it has to meet okay they they check that from minute to minute as it comes out the pipe if it if it kills the goldfish or whatever they use to check for bioassay right. they don't they don't drink it whereas you can poison bottled water you could ship it out to the whole world you kill a lot of people before they knew the poison was in there so i personally don't trust bottled water plus a lot of times it's just fluoridated water out of the tap you can't they don't have to be honest in labeling and that's they don't have to be honest in labeling about gmo either so it's a really tough thing. So the safest thing to not poison yourself is just clean, look around your house and clean up all this environment. Don't use toxic, you know, uh, sanitizing things, mm -hmm. things that have toxic smells. Don't have them. I mean, there's just no reason to have them. That's why I do that. You know, uh, I, I do think that there's a reason to improve the quality of your cleaning products and yeah. not I make my own soap. I can't even, I don't even like to use this, I don't like to use shampoo anymore. Maybe it shows, but the shampoo, you know, your brain, your, your, your scalp is one of the big places yeah. where you absorb things. So everything you put in there, you're getting. So anyway, detoxify yourself and keep in mind that virus in Latin means toxins. So yeah. they, they've been telling us the truth. We just haven't been listening in, in Latin. Right. So, so, so toxins. The next one is EMF protection, which we kind of talked about a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and I've got, it's, it's a complicated, talk, but electromagnetic frequency doesn't kill you like, like x-rays. X-rays you block because yeah. they're coming, they're unidirectional and they work by knocking off your electrons in your, mm -hmm. in your, in your proteins and things and then denature them and they die and you get sick if, if you have extreme poisoning. Well, but EMF poisoning is really because it opens up the, uh, these ion, these, these elect, electromagnetically, uh, electromagnetic ion channels in the cells. So you have calcium channels, you have sodium channels, magnesium channels, all sorts of channels. So if you get into an electromagnetic frequency, it changes the voltage, and so suddenly you open these up and you get calcium flooding into the cells, which is why old-time telegrapher's disease, when they got that, they got jittery. It didn't kill them, but they just felt like anxious all the time. Right. How many people are feeling more? We think that the anxiety is due to these psychopaths trying to kill us, but it mm. may be partly due to the fact... It might be due to how they're trying to kill right, us. Right, <laughs> right. We're in an electromagnetic environment that's yeah. making us anxious. That's, that's not a lie. 
And so I, I use EMF Sol. I like them because they have bioassays that it works. I'm not going to uh-huh. put a little stone around my neck because somebody told me it'll protect me from the 5G right. tower. Now, it do, it, these little things can. This is my one from EMF Sol, but these little things can protect you from a 5G tower because they're close to you. So that right. if it looks improbable that a small thing can do that, yeah. it has to do with the inverse square law. So the closer something is to you, the much more power it exerts. So it changes. These things work by changing the, um, uh, like like kind of running an interference pattern. So right. that the stuff, because you get 5G, this, these new frequencies, they resonate into your uh, wiring in your mattress, in your house. So the, so the places you should really mitigate are your bedroom for sure, mm-hmm. and any place you spend a lot of time. Sure. You know, I hardwired my house, but that doesn't completely solve it. You know, I, I took all the, the I took cat, cat six cable and I ran it through all the walls and everything. So nothing, we don't use Wi-Fi. We don't have routers. Mm-hmm. Routers are the biggest emitter in the house. Don't right. be, don't be near your they router. They have those little covers you can put. They say right. they do. But if you mitigate. put the cover over, then you can't get your signal, can you? No, you can. Oh, you, you can. You still get the signal, but it uh, mitigates some of the radiation. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. I personally would just stay away from it. I'd put it as far away as possible. Yeah. And then I would, I would, um, I'd, I'd wear something. And you can put little things on your electrical wires that that, that do it. So there's many. I just like EMF salts on my website. People can go and look at it. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is um, uh, nutritional supplementation. Yeah. I mean, we unfortunately the soils are depleted in yeah. some areas, and we don't get the food quality. And look at the quality. I mean, you got to clean up your diet. Number one, people cannot. We can no longer eat the junk, and you need to source it locally. Yeah. Um, don't believe the labels. They're putting insects in there. They're putting all sorts of junk in there. You just and can't they keep believe changing it. Changing the names of things. Yeah. Like- so. GMO is now biofortified and yeah. well, you know, and I think that's not by accident. Also, because I, I my talk at Red Pill, it was the, the name the enemy. Well, I, yeah. I I talk about the Babylonian mafia now, uh-huh. and that was their that's their their game is as they've gone through time, they've changed the name yep. of the gods that they worshipped, and yep. so you don't catch on that it's the same people. They've changed their their family names, they've changed their histories, they've changed everything. They change all the definitions. I mean, we saw that's that in 2020 right. pandemic and vaccine. They literally change the definition. That's right. So that's what they're, they're, they're very good at that. But don't, don't yeah. get caught up in it. Just, yeah. yeah. So I think if we do those things that yeah. we are, we're going to be, we're going to be okay. out of it. And, and, and I, for detoxification, yeah. I use chlorine dioxide. Okay. I personally think now there's other things like, right. um, this, uh, uh, Robert Scott Bell, I just was talking yeah. to him, and he's very big into the silver solution. Yeah. It's argentin, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like that too. Mm-hmm. I use, I use silver solution sometimes, but, I and, and so I've got a medical prepper, prepper, you know, closet that's filled with stuff. But right. I, I like chlorine dioxide for the everyday. I take, you know, I'm up to ten drops a day. I've got a whole protocol on my website. I don't sell this stuff, but you can get it off. You can get the. I tell you where to get it, how right. to make it. Um, that's what I think people should do. So they okay. can. And the same with the parasites. I tell you how yeah. to do it, where to get the medicines. Everybody should start doing this because. Who knows what they're going to do next? But I just think when you understand the principles that we can solve these things, like I'm just starting because of Dr. Schmidt here, I'm starting to eat bee pollen every day. It's really good. Now, there's it's one great, I'm adding yeah. just because it's completely, it's a little bit different than all the other stuff. There's I'm not going to. A lot I'm not of vitamins gonna, in it, Yeah, too. I'm not going to take home a, bee, bees, beekeepers are the longest lived people by profession. Yeah. And I have bees, so she's going to teach me how to catch my own pollen. Uh, so, yeah. so, yeah, there's... Uh, 
we, and, and that's another thing is healing frequencies. It's kind of the inverse. You block the bad frequencies, but Thank surround you. yourself with healing frequencies. 528 hertz is a great healing frequency. Listen to 528 music, but you need a tuning fork to make forks. sure they're actually playing 528. Yeah. I don't know if you do that. Well, and you could use tuning forks to well, yeah. play frequencies. Right. I actually, for fun, I took my 528 tuning fork out and I held it around the bees. And I, and I, you know, and the bees start I have a bee, bee watering thing and they just start coming oh, landing wow. on there. But I use it for, you know, I, like my husband will complain about his knee hurting. I'll take a 528 tuning fork, put it on his knee. And I've done this at meetings. I carry it with me at meetings. Somebody will say, I've got a problem and they want it. They know I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I say, mm -hmm. well, let's just try this. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it. And they say, wow, it doesn't hurt anymore. I said, now you may have to do this again. You may need right. to get one of these, but my how mom simple is said that? she knows someone who uses it on scars, and she did it for her own scar. She had a, I think it was a, a surgery. I don't remember if it was like a heart surgery or something, but it was really bad scar tissue that was impeding yeah. movement. Yeah, and so she used, used a tuning, tuning fork. Yeah. yeah. So there are different frequencies, and I'm not an expert on the other frequencies. I just sure. happen to use 528 because it seems to be a good, a good one in orthopedics. But right. you know. Um, we wanted, there's a reason, let's just back up and say, in the 1920s, they, they tried, and 30s, they finally got Joseph Goebbels involved and they got it done. The, the Rockefeller Foundation yeah. changed the tuning frequency of orchestras from 432 to 440. Why did they do that? Anybody thinks, healing. yeah, and they did it by bribing the guy, they did it by buying a business for the guy who made glockenspiels. And he made the, the non-tunable instruments. So if you buy his glockenspiels, they're, they're tuned slightly differently than everybody else. Then the orchestras and the bands had to tune to him, and that's how we got there. Yeah. And the, the French were the last holdouts, by the way. But and the what? The French were the last holdouts. They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't switch. But then finally, the Goebbels and somebody from the Rockefeller, they went over to England. They bypassed France, went over to England, got them to switch. And then it was all of Europe except France. And then they had to kind and of go along with it. Come around. That's what's going on. So I have one more question. You, you went through with your parasite cleanse, you went through like a whole cycling and some right. of the medications that or supplements that you could take. Um, what are your thoughts on, because I'm hearing all this information about you need to have a prep first before, Well, and what does that look like, and how long does that need? I mean, I'm guessing it's bio-individual. I, I, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I'm not saying they're wrong. It's just yeah. that at some point, and I just say this from 45 years in medicine, at some point, if you over-complexify things, yeah. people will just get so... Oh, oh, they can't even add, they can't, I have, people just can't figure out how to even put, put part one and part two of chlorine dioxide together. They're not going to do complicated systems. No. So even if that's true, at yeah. some point you've got to do a liver cleanse, fine, do that later. I mean, right. or if it keeps you from getting started, right. that's not as, you know, you know, I mean, if it were simple and you could do it, maybe, but if it's, if that's a complicating factor, it, that's hard. Right. This is hard because there's so many spots here, and I'm not saying it's wrong. And I, yeah. it probably is optimum, but yeah. is it doable? Right. You know, right. it's like there are things that are optimum. I'd love, for example, I would love to use natural agents and use nothing from big pharma. Sure. It just isn't possible to do everything that way. Right. And I, as much as I, I don't use, I mean, if I look at my life now, and I'm not practicing full time, so mm -hmm. I, I admit that, but I, I help my neighbors and friends and I, I, I call in things and I do stuff. And most of the time, I do not call in antibiotics for anybody. Most of the time, I say, no, no 
you need to get yourself chlorine dioxide. This is what you need to do. And you need to start here and you do that. And I, and I, it's pretty much the universal treatment for a lot of things. So I just don't use as many antibiotics. There are just a few, the old, if you look at pharmaceuticals, the old drugs that we've Uh known for 40 years and more, they're pretty safe mostly. Right. It's this new stuff that they really toxified. Sure. I don't, I wouldn't use. Well, they also don't have, we don't have the uh, research to show what the side effects right. would be just because they haven't been around as long. Yeah. Right. Well, look at, and look at, look at GMO foods. You know how many, this is a lifetime problem as you eat this stuff, but guess how long they had tested it in humans? 90 days. <laughs> And, and, and the guy in Italy, I remember this years ago, he was doing research on, because he knew about what gluten wheat did to, yeah. uh, it's not really the gluten, the, the, the parts of the wheat did for the gut. Right. He was looking at that. He also decided to look at this GMO potatoes before the EU accepted them. And he published, and he, and he put it in mice and found out it did exactly the same thing as this horrific problem with wheat. So he said, I'm, I'm going to tell him about this. He wrote a paper, could not get it published for years until the EU accepted the uh, GMO potatoes, and then he could get it published. Then it was too late. Of See, that's course. what they do. That's right. this whole game. So the best thing is grow your own. If you can grow your own garden, have your own chickens, mm-hmm. do electroculture. Um, get if, if you have your own beef, that's great, or your own meat. But if not, get in, lo- in touch with a local farmer that you trust that is really not going to toxify the meat. And I would say here. We're not going to get rid of all toxins, but here's the great thing about beef. Yeah. Ruminant animals, they detoxify things before they get to you. They have Maybe four not stomachs, everything. I think, right? Yeah, they have four stomachs. That's what makes a ruminant. And they are, you know, um, I don't mean to offend your vegetarian or vegan, but the joke is eat vegans. You know, they're a right, vegan. Right, so yeah. they, they eat all this stuff, but they're made to process it. Okay. Right. And so they know how to process this stuff. So they get rid of a lot of stuff. It's like, I mean, I don't, I don't want my farmer to put a bunch of hormones and stuff in the cattle, but do I really care if, uh, he, you know, if there's a little bit of, of pesticide that gets this, he's not, he's not totally organic. If there's a little bit of pesticide that drifts over from the field or something onto that, you know, they're going to pass that through and get rid of it. That's not really the problem. And so meat is probably your safest food. That's why I think the reason the carnivore diet is so successful, people have such a quick turnaround, yeah. is that they're constantly otherwise poisoning themselves with toxic vegetables and fruits. Look at what they said about strawberries and kale and stuff. Oh, it's crazy. So they're, it's more like they're eliminating the toxin than it is that they're benefiting yeah. so much from yeah. the carnivore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think we can get out of this. And I, I honestly think we're, I think we're close. I, I really think we're getting close to the end okay. here. Um, a lot of things going on that you just witness and you say, okay, this mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened before. Right. You know, so, and I'm, I'm starting to make a list so I can remember them. I can't come remember them off my head, but I start putting them into my phone now so I can make yeah. a list. Of, so I at least can tell my husband, this is why I think we're winning. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we, we need those reminders. Yeah, I need sure. these reminders, but yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting too that they were saying uh, that this falls in line with the whole toxin theory. That even with parasites, part of the reason they're problematic is because, and even if they're whether they're natural or or synthetic, is because they're releasing toxins. So it's still not even right. the parasite, although they can leach nutrients. Right. You and, can fill but the, it's the, more to- the toxins. The, the parasites themselves have toxins, so that's why when you kill yeah. too many parasites at once, you can have a Herxheimer reaction. Right. It's like an allergic reaction to dead parasites. But part of that is you're suddenly releasing toxins. Right. Now, 
that is a point. So mm. the point that they're making, which is a good one, I think if you really had a problem, if you really think your liver is jammed up and you're not, you don't have normal liver function, if you do that and you release these toxins, you might be in more trouble. So there is a, some people that probably need to do that. Right. But most people, that's probably a complicating factor. Right. Like I, I saw somebody that just feels like they can't empty their bowel, that they just feel mm. bloated. That's probably the parasites. Right. And, and you're not going to, you know, if you try and detox, it's not going to help you to try and stimulate, you know, clean out your liver because it can't get through. You've, you're, you're all blocked up down there. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's not that simple. But nonetheless, I think the, the point is, I in that case, I would just go for the parasites. Don't right. worry about all this other stuff for the right now. Right. And then make sure. And the, the point is, if you the other thing I will say on parasites if you wait too long in between the cycles, is that's where you get in trouble. That's right. when you've got too many dead parasites. So right. don't don't expend that out too fast. Go slow on that. Okay. Yeah. That. Awesome. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, now we solved all the world's problems. So, so. I think we're I think we're gonna solve it. <laughs> and and be fearless. I think and oh yeah. I didn't tell the other thing is make memes and, and, and tell jokes because it appears that these overlords just hate they have no sense of humor. Mm, these yeah. are the guys that wanted to ban memes in Europe. So Yeah. <laughs> no, I keep telling people that they should just make meme books. People don't read anymore. But right. memes are really meme effective. Books. And, uh, you know, they, they, as you said, they can't meme. So, right, isn't Benny Johnson, he always says the left can't meme. Right, um, they can't because they, they can't. have no sense of humor. Right. These guys are intercalated in that. Maybe, maybe I should, I, I was going to write the book, The Disease Delusion. Um, and how, but I'm not trying to think how I could do that in memes. <laughs> I'm just going to think. I don't know. Maybe in, we'll do two versions. Yeah, I put memes in there. How about yes, that? I think, I think <laughs> A that's few words I'm going to have to tell you. Yeah, there was that guy who cured himself of cancer by laughing. So we knew. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he gave himself big dose of vitamin C. Yes. Oh yeah, he gave him big dose of vitamin C. So he's and probably fasted. So yeah, uh, I can't remember uh, Rockwell or was it Cousins? No, Norman Cousins. Cousins. Okay. Norman Cousins. Yes. Okay. So laugh, vitamin C, and fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and make memes. And make memes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thank yeah. you. Nice being back. <laughs> thank you for watching. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.